Steven Crowder made a video a couple days back. I didn't even watch it. Didn't really care. I thought it was yet another one of his like bullshit, like big con, big conservatives are fighting uh, alongside big tech now. I didn't really understand the significance of his video because I didn't watch it. Then I found out that it was actually about him complaining about a contract. Now, I myself am a content creator in the political arena, in the political space. So, you know, I understand what it's like when you get underpaid, when uh, a big platform is taking away your uh, work and only giving you back a percentage that you have no control over. Maybe this is going to be good. Let's take a look. Uh, here is Steven Crowder complaining about a contract that was given to him by Big Con. Now, we don't know which conservative corporation has offered him a contract. We don't know the details of the contract at this moment. And a lot of people, including Jordan Peterson, actually, decided that this was valid. Jordan Peterson, since then, when new revelations came out, uh, deleted that tweet, offering support to Steven Crowder. But let's take a look at what he had to say. Big Tech is in bed with Big Con. The people you thought the people I thought were fighting for you, a lot of it has been a big con. Now, I'm specifically avoiding naming names or going after individuals uh, in this video because I genuinely hope that those I'm addressing, and you know who you are, have a change of heart. Don't sign, don't sign these contracts. I now know what you are signing out there. I have the luxury of not having to. You know, let me go through this. If any of the major platforms issues a content strike such that Crowder cannot be monetized on such platform, the fee will be reduced by 25%, and then another 20% of it happens on Apple, and then another 10% of it happens on Facebook, and then another 10% of it happens on Spotify. Then if you get a strike, meaning a suspension, another 20%. Just to drive it home, you get hit by a car, you have a sick day, you could lose $100,000 a day. This is what's sent out to everybody. And we didn't know at the time what the details of this contract were, but turns out, and Will Sommer actually did a pretty good job covering this, there's a big feud breaking out tonight between the two of the biggest names in right-wing media. It pits Steven Crowder against Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire all over... $50 million that Steven Crowder was offered as a first round of negotiations, which implies that it was going to go up higher over a four-year contract that he found so offensive that Crowder leaked the terms of the offer. Now, yesterday, Crowder, newly independent and trying to build his own media company, released the terms of the deal without naming Daily Wire. Crowder made this out to be a big whistleblower moment urging his fans to fight Big Con and join his email list, of course, uh, as is the case, you know, get my mugs, buy my shitty products that I make in Indonesia that I upmark by 100x uh, as I shill you more unfettered, untampered, racist, agitated propaganda. Crowder focused on two parts of the offer in his video, that he would lose money if he failed to deliver all of his contracted episodes and that his money could be reduced if he was banned from YouTube or other platforms. He left out that this contract was over $50 million as an opening offer. Fans quickly figured out Crowder was talking about The Daily Wire. So tonight, I mean, last night, The Daily Wire CEO Jeremy Boring the right wing, this right wing mogul empire builder character put out his own hour long video effectively calling Crowder a moron for misconstruing the offer. The reaction among the right wing fan base was initially with Crowder, as I talked about, or now seems to be shifting against him with the revelation that he treated a $50 million contract like it was indentured servitude. One final detail Jordan Peterson, whose podcast is hosted by The Daily Wire, as I already uh, pointed to, was apparently unaware of who Crowder's video was actually about and initially tweeted his support for him. Some appear, someone appears to have gotten to him, though, because Peterson later deleted the tweet. In his video, Stephen Crowder insists that this is a slave contract and says, there's no need to be enslaved like this. Then The Daily Wire revealed this slave contract was for $50 million over four years, four weeks off a year, and Crowder never working Fridays. Not a bad deal. Now, as someone who makes a lot of money and is a political commentator, I will tell you this much. I think it's more so that uh, Crowder feels that his autonomy is being taken away from him in this contract, and that's most of his concerns, okay? I'm going to be as charitable as I can to Steven Crowder thinking about Steven Crowder like he is not Steven Crowder, but instead uh, a, a fucking human being who is worthy of $50 million for a brief moment just for the sake of this argument. Ultimately, one of the funniest parts about this is the reality that there is a racism clause in the contract. Steven Crowder is understandably upset. I mean, we're not talking about his indentured servitude complaints because that's hilarious. Shut the fuck up. But what is funny about this is that because he is famous for racism and because that's his output, that's his content in general, he is noticeably frustrated by the fact that he's like, 
you want me to do racism for you, Daily Wire, under the Daily Wire banner, but you are also simultaneously asking me that I, telling me that I can't get banned. I find that to be particularly funny. I find that to be fucking outright hilarious. He's like, but you want me to do my thing. It's like telling LeBron James that like, if he puts up more than fucking 30 points a game, they're going to cut his funding because Steven Crowder is the LeBron James of racism. They're like, hey, Steph Curry, nice contract you got here. We're going to give you hundreds of millions of dollars. You can't shoot three-pointers. At any given game, you are no longer allowed to shoot three-pointers. It's like, brother, that's why you hired me. So in a weird way, I understand why he's upset because he's like, of course I'm going to get banned. I am the best at getting banned. I'm such a fucking racist. You love my racism. You want me to do it under the banner of Daily Wire, but then you get mad if that racism ends up, uh, you know, costing you contracts. Possibly relevant in November, roughly two months after the Daily Wire negotiation broke down, Stephen Crowder was defending Kanye by complaining about people with Jewish last names in conservative media duping talent with confusing contracts. I mean, there's so many components of the story that I, of course, want to talk about. Uh, I tweeted about this last night. The thing I said about it was that, uh, you know, it's it's really funny that these guys conditioned their audience into hating someone like myself, you know. Commie grifter, commie grifter, you make so much money. Uh, meanwhile, you know, the money I make comes directly from voluntary subscriptions to an otherwise free form of entertainment. You can get it for free. Not only that, but you can even use it for free as the IP is released and, and people still choose to give $5 uh, or, or a free Twitch Prime subscription. And, and I'm not touching the amount of revenue that Steven Crowder is demanding, the amount of uh, contracts that Steven Crowder is like apparently comfortable receiving. And yet people still, you know, his, his peons still unironically and expectedly turned around and actually turned around and, and did the same defense. They were like, oh, shut the fuck up. I don't know how... They have this kind of money, though. I do not understand how the Daily Wire franchise has this kind of money. My expectation is that oil barons, like the ones that started the Daily Wire with a $4.7 million investment back in 2015, are continuously pumping them full of funds because there is no fucking way you can give Steven Crowder $50 million, uh, a $50 million over the course of four-year contracts. Like, you just can't do it. There's no shot. That is CNN money. It's not just Facebook money. That is CNN money. Even if they are making $100 million a year, which I think is a really high amount, offering 50 just to, like, buy out the other competitor, I guess, and put them under their banner, that's insane. There has to be some nefarious, nebulous ways that these, uh, these guys are getting funded. Anderson Cooper makes $12 million a year, by the way. Under this contract, Crowder would make $12.5 million a year. I mean, how much money does CNN generate, though? CNN's yearly revenue is $2 billion annually. CNN generates $2 billion. Do you think the Daily Wire generates $2 billion? There is something that does not make sense about this. Dude, they spent over $10 million on a movie that made... 13 grand on opening week. I, I know, but this is not a sustainable business unless there are additional funds coming from somewhere. It makes no fucking sense. The Daily Wire says it is a $100 million a year business. A $100 million a year business offering $12.5 million to Steven Crowder is insane. That's crazy. Before we continue to investigate like how they are able to generate this much wealth, I want to talk about one other aspect of the story. And that aspect of the story is directed at all of my supposedly leftist criticizers who say, Hassan, you are simply a grifter. You are not a Maoist third worldist like I am living in Iowa. If I wanted to grift, why the fuck would I be on your side? Why would I be around people who genuinely generate content by just shitting on whoever they perceive as the, the, the largest leftist out there? This is what the left is known for, self-defeating dumbasses. It is infinitely and unimaginably better for me to be a right-wing grifter. If I had no convictions, if I did not have a true moral compass, if I didn't care 
about what the fuck I was saying and the impact that I may or may not have on a future generation, then I would just be a right-wing grifter. It is not hard to be a right-wing grifter. These guys are not very entertaining. Dave Rubin is enough for you to understand. Dave Rubin has a sustainable business. If I can make left-wing content entertaining, you know, you bet your fucking ass I can make right-wing content entertaining. So I just want people to understand this because there is something there that I, I had to bring up, you know? You do not need to be smart. You do not need to be unique. They are not expecting you to be unique. You do not need to be charismatic to be a right-wing broadcaster. You just need to say the words. Yes, I know that uh, uh, the Daily Wire uh, was originally funded to the tune of $4.7 million in a first round of funding in 2015 by uh, two investors, uh, the, the brothers, the Wilkes brothers. I'll just mention another thing. These guys also fund the Prager U as well. How fracking billionaires Ben Shapiro and Prager U built a climate crisis denial empire. I'll mention another thing. If you're wondering why so many smaller left-wing content creators that start off on the left always end up becoming right-wing shills that uh, defend Donald Trump even, you have the fucking answer right here. It is infinitely easier to be a right-wing grifter, and it's infinitely more bountiful. That's why you see so many broadcasters make that right-wing heel turn. It's not an accident. So please, for the love of Christ, next time you criticize not just me, but any other left-wing content creator, keep that in your fucking mind when you're talking about how they're grifting. There are not that many examples of people like myself on the left. The left has to be self-funded. The left, as a position, as an ideological position, is always advocating against the structures, advocating against the interests of the wealthy, advocating in against the interests of corporations. That kind of agitative propaganda has to be funded by grassroots. It cannot be solo-funded. It, it, because it's going against the accumulation and concentration of wealth and power. That is why it's infinitely harder. Not that it fucking matters because I have a profoundly fortunate life. I'm very privileged. I love what I do. I feel incredibly emotionally fulfilled. And I've been doing the exact same thing back when I had no funding by my subscribers. Back when I had 35 people watching and I'm doing the same shit at a much larger capacity now that I have 71,000 subscribers. So I just wanted to point that again. And I talk about this all the fucking time. I talked about this with the, with the Alex Jones shit. It just falls on deaf ears. There is another thing that I must talk about here. And that is the value of propaganda. A lot of dummies, especially well-intentioned dummies on the left, routinely forget that propaganda is profoundly important. Obviously, you are stupid and don't recognize that. So all you do is fucking chirp. You know who does recognize the value of propaganda? Billionaires who fund these right-wing operations. Regardless of their lack of content, their lack of character, and regardless of how uncool, undesirable, and, and undisruptive they are, and unentertaining they are, they still get hundreds of millions of dollars in funding. Because... Rich people understand the importance of marketing. Rich people understand the importance of propaganda. Rich people understand the importance of PR. Stop self-defeating. You're on the left and you see this shit. Stop fucking chirping. Stop fucking complaining. You pathetic fucking losers. But I can tell you this much. Steven Crowder has made a living off of peddling racist, bigoted, misogynistic, transphobic commentary anti-poor, uh, pro-capitalist, just an awful person. I would say probably like everything that I believe, he believes the exact opposite. And that motherfucker, as far as I know, as far as I understand, as far as like the cultural relevance of Steven Crowder, especially on the platforms that we both operate on, is nowhere near as large as my monthly output is. Steven Crowder, on his own personal YouTube page, according to Social Blade, as I looked at earlier this morning, is only getting 13 million views. He's getting 13 million views a month. That, that's 13 million views. That's a lot of views. Please do not mistake this. That is a lot of views. I myself, this month at least, have gotten 19 million views. That's up 55%. 
from what I understand, the last time I checked this, if you recall, I was at 25 million views, I thought, which was what was going on on my monthly view count. It's lower than I thought it was. It doesn't end there. There's also the Hasanabi Clips Industrial Complex. Because I released my IP for you to use whichever way uh, you want to, the Hasanabi Clips Industrial Complex totals 50 to si 55 to 60 million views a month. My clip channels, someone actually did the uh, totality. That's literally fucking 70 million views minimum a month. How the fuck are, are right-wing grifters getting offended at $50 million for a four-year contract when Steven Crowder's output, at least on YouTube, is resembling not me, but my fucking fan channel. My fan channel, Hasanabi Productions, okay, made by a fan in here, not affiliated with myself, gets 9 million video views on his own. That's not me. I don't see a single dime of that. That's all him. My fucking unaffiliated fan channel is almost catching up to Steven Crowder's, like, personal channel with 5 million subscribers. Explain this to me. Make this fucking make sense. On what planet is Daily Wire dumping $50 million into Steven Crowder? How? I understand the value of propaganda, okay? I understand the value. Obviously, I do it. It's my job. My job is to understand it. I fight against it. I combat against it. But I don't understand how exactly how valuable right-wing propaganda is. Delusional Colin Kaepernick compares slavery to million-dollar contracts. That's so funny. I fucking hate Noah Blum. Noam Blum. He is very much the right-wing piece of shit uh, that, that Steven Crowder is as well, just not even as popular as Steven Crowder. But it is pretty funny that he got him like this. Of course he got him like this. Of course Steven Crowder has done something like this. It does not make sense. I don't understand it. And the reason why I don't understand it is not because it's like, oh, I don't get it. Like, I'm more popular than he is. Why is he getting paid so much? I, I, I'm like putting on my capitalist cap on. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking, like, how the fuck is this person valued at this level? How is that possible? I mean, look at this. Even on Google fucking trends, dude. This makes no sense. How can a $100 million a year business that is supposed to want to make money turn around and justify dumping $12.5 million a year into this guy? But I never want to hear from dumbasses about how much money I make ever again. My funding vehicle is you voluntarily giving me $5 a month or a free donation in the form of a Twitch Prime by avoiding the top of the hour ad break. Does anything on the left come close to the Daily Wire? Fuck no. Who? I, I, I am the Daily Wire as a, as a single person. And I'm nowhere near that shit, dude. They make $100 million a fucking year. Are you insane? That's what every crusty anarchist thinks I make a day, I guess, because they have no concept of money. I will be demanding a slave contract from the Daily Wire immediately. We'll be discussing this on TimCast tonight, that and everything else. Oh, this is awesome. Wow. Damn, Candace is being underpaid. Oh, no. Now that we've done our dunking on Stephen Jebediah Crowder here with his measly 13 million views a month, and we took a, we, we took a gander on how they, uh, you know, fund themselves or whatever, let's take a look at All the right. offer. Our friend Stephen Crowder has launched a new initiative called Stop Big Con. And in the video announcing the launch of the project, he talked about leaving the blaze and all the different offers that he fielded from other conservative organizations. Yes, Brett and what Cooper he thought were the real problems with those offers. And that's led a lot of people to speculate about whether or not the Daily Wire is one of the people who made him an offer. In particular, are we the ones who made the offer uh, that he put up on the screen and talked about at length? And the answer is yes, that offer did come from the Daily Wire. Uh, Everyone is a liberal. Everyone in the United States of America in 2023 is a liberal. And there is no better representation of that undeniable fact than the fucking Daily Wire offices. Look behind this man and tell me that this is not the gayest office space you've seen. This is the, this is the exact same as the Young Turks. That's it. Everyone does the same shit. I can tell you with a certainty what kind of snacks they offer in their fucking kitchen that they have. Every single office looks like this. Down to the fucking trees, dude. You know they got motherfucking peanut butter filled pretzels in there. And you never can get them because someone keeps hoarding them. They come in early and they steal all of them. And then you never get to have some. But you know they have it. You've seen it. You've heard rumors about it.
I'm really miserable to be making this video. Stephen's been my friend for uh, 10 years. I think he's maybe the most talented person working in the conservative uh, media space. He's he's one of the top entertainers in the country, politics notwithstanding. A great. I love that. I think that demonstrates exactly the the bar that you need to clear to be uh, a conservative commentator. Like they think Steven Crowder is a talented entertainer. There is no bar. You just have to do like race jokes from like 1994. You have to behave like a stunted child. Motherfucker made him seem like a great comic. Right. We weren't sure at that time if there was a deal to be had. I mean, for one thing, we're friends with uh, Glenn. We're friends with Tyler. We're friends with all the guys at the Blaze. We didn't. We weren't sure that we wanted to commit to making an offer to Steven. And you know, Steven's an expensive talent. I mean, he's been in the business a long time. He has an enormous fan base, and we knew that it would take a lot of doing to get him over to the Daily Wire. This at the same time that we're investing very heavily in kids' entertainment content and. Uh, making, you know, real television content, streaming uh, scripted fiction like The Pendragon Cycle and Atlas Shrugged and other projects that we've taken on. They're doing a really good job making Steven Crowder look like an absolute fucking bitch. First of all, as someone in entertainment, I have to, again, I can't get over this fucking number, but like as someone who's in entertainment, Steven Crowder as an entity does not deserve that uh, level of, of wealth. It's just like, or... What's a better way to mention this? It's not that he doesn't deserve that level of wealth, but like he's not generating that. He's not generating that for his company. He's not generating that for himself. And he's not generating that for any company that he works for. $12.5 million a year is crazy. Obviously he's, he deserves way worse shit, but I mean like as far as like your output, cause like ultimately you might not agree with him. You might not agree with me, but there is a level of wealth that I'm generating for a company that I'm working for, which is reflected in the salary, right? It's like basketball players. Like that doesn't make sense from, an, from a pure ROI perspective. The notion that he's getting 12.5 million a year does not make sense. You're not getting a return on that investment. You're just not. If they say swap from left to right and we'll give you 50 million, you doing it. This is such a funny fucking take because I've addressed it so many times. Not that it matters because people will never believe me, but of course not. I make a shitload of money. The amount of money I make now versus $50 million over the course of four years is literally not going to improve my life. I don't need it. It's not going to improve my uh, life in any meaningful capacity. All the while, I just turn around and do something that I don't believe in and that would suck. So why? The amount of subscribers I have is what also keeps me fucking honest. I don't need to do any of that. The difference between what I make now versus that level of money is not going to change my life. Because what the fuck? I, I don't, if I want to fly somewhere, if I want to take time off, and if I want to fucking fly somewhere right now, I could do that. But I don't want to do that. I love what I do. The fuck am I going to do? Asking someone who is broke, asking someone who's poor, whether they would take a $50 million contract to be like a right-wing shithead is very different than asking me. Because I understand if you're fucking starving, if you're suffering, I understand why you would easily take on unimaginable life-changing amounts of money. That amount of money is not going to change my life, not because it's like uh, not significantly more than what I make now. It is, but it's not going to change my life because once you get to a certain point of... of uh, money, it, it, your life is not going to dramatically change. I totally understand why someone would not even think about it twice though. You know, if you're fucking stuck at a job that's paying you 38 grand a goddamn year and you get to sit on your ass and talk shit, you'll learn how to be racist real quick. Even if you're not, you know what I mean? I'm the brokers and no, some of us like you have integrity. I mean, that could be your, uh, yeah. I mean, some people will have that for sure. And Steven's agent, Candidly, just wasn't interested in any aspect of that conversation. He only wanted to know about the money. He said, you know, send us an offer. Tell us how much money you're willing to pay. And he gave us an indication of what the minimum number would have to be in order to even have a discussion with Stephen. And it's a big number. So we talked about it internally and, and we decided, yeah, we should do that. We should send over an, an opening offer, a, a non-binding term sheet that takes a stab at what we think that that minimum number is going to be. That minimum number was 50 million over the course of four years, which means $12.5 million a year. That's the other part of this conversation that we're like, that we're, we're forgetting. That is the starting point for their negotiations. I'm sorry, that's unacceptably high, dude. Do you motherfuckers not have a salary cap out here? What the hell's going on? I'll tell you like this. That is an insane deal for someone like myself. 
and my output is infinitely larger than Steven Crowder. No matter, like, I'm not glazing myself up. I'm just telling you factually correct statements, okay? I just want to point something out. Again, Steven Crowder works four days a week. So that's like totaling, what, uh, eight hours a week for $50 million? That's a $50 million contract that he's getting. I stream eight hours a day, seven days a week. Oh my God, okay. Uh, this is important. We've, we've never made a deal quite like the offer that we put in front of Steven because Steven, very independent guy. I mean, all of our talent have very independent voices. Obviously, we can't tell him what to say. You know, Candace says what she wants and Jordan Peterson. <laughs> and sometimes it lands us in trouble because she's routinely saying anti-Semitic shit. He'll deliver a one and a half hour Louder with Crowder audio video show of a quality and kind consistent with the shows that he's currently producing four days a week. That's 192 original episodes a year if you factor in four weeks uh, of vacation, uh, including all ad reads and promotions as requested by us. So he's going to continue to produce his show, his his Louder with Crowder show, four days a week, 192 times a year. It's going to be really funny when my joke was was actually the truth. And that, like, this literally is about the racism clause. Like, Steven Crowder should be allowed to be racist and get banned and not withstand any kind of scrutiny from the company. That's awesome. That's a six-hour work week. I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Holy shit, this motherfucker put, turned down six hours! $12.5 million for six hours of work. Brother, even Anderson Cooper works harder than that. What the fuck? One thing I have to mention is that like Crowder much, and this is like super common in the conservative media sphere, is getting the homie hookup. For a lot of people who are saying like, oh, he blew the bag, he blew the bag. Remember that this is not his true value. This is 100 million percent the homie hookup. A lot of conservative media runs on this mentality because they have like seemingly an endless pool of funds, not just from like rich assholes with disposable income that are willing to buy every ugly mug and t-shirt that you shield their way. But uh, as I talked about on uh, the uh, on the Leftovers podcast, like the Federalist uh, as a newspaper is like a, a famous example of this. Like it's basically funded by dark money. Nobody knows. And we know for a fact, like the things that we can manage, the things that we can look at, like their output, uh, like their their eyeballs, that does not justify having like a legitimate newspaper, you know what I mean, in circulation. There is definitely, uh, there is definitely this like weird disparity, but people still make like 100K, 200K, 300K a year to write like op-eds about how sissy hypno should be banned and abolished, you know what I mean? Like they can do that, they can get away with it because they just have... You know, a lot of rich people who understand the value of propaganda and will fund it. They have an endless, vast, endless pool of funds and wealth, and they are willing and able to dump it. Yeah, but isn't that like for both sides of politics? Brother, there is no both sides in politics. Like liberal media, mainstream media, with the exception of Fox News, is like still fairly right, uh, right wing. And they have a lot of funds. Right-wing media, that is both Fox News and also independent right-wing uh, media, is, again, also hit with the money gun for some reason, money cannon. But if you're talking about someone like myself, okay, or other left-wing left institutions, outlets, Jacobin Magazine being one that I can think of immediately, uh, the New Republic has, like, uh, you know, they have some, I think they have, like, BC funding. The Young Turks, Democracy Now!, a lot of these outlets, and even myself, if you want to think about myself as like an outlet, Navara, The Intercept is billionaire funded, so it's a little bit different, but The, the Intercept is like one of the few instances that like a billionaire was like, I want to make a fucking newspaper that's like kind of libertarian. And basically all of these, all of these outlets are completely funded by grassroots. These are grassroots funded outlets that have to stay green for the sake of survival a lot of these other companies do not have that they don't need to they don't need to have like serious output chapo trap house is another example of this like obviously our overhead is low in comparison to some of these like major productions but you have to remember sam cedar yeah majority report for sam cedar breaking points like these are these are places that like have to have uh funds coming in from fans that's it Obviously, there are 260 work days in a year. Most Americans work 260 days a year minus 10. That's two weeks of vacation. So they work about 250 work days a year. And we're telling Stephen, you've got to produce 192. So already, even to say four weeks of vacation, you know that, that is probably above average, but it doesn't really capture the reality of this, which is there are going to be 60 days, basically, of the year where 
uh, Fridays, we call them, where Stephen basically doesn't have to produce a show. And you may say, well, that's still a lot. And I know Stephen says that's more than even network TV would uh, would ask for. Yeah, these are points that can be negotiated. I still think most people feel like, you know, if you're only working four days a week uh, and you get four weeks off every year and you can pre-schedule even additional time to be traveling by banking episodes, you would at least say, you may think, well, he needed to negotiate that and get it down to 170 or something. Sure, I thought he would, but it's certainly not unfair to expect someone that is making $50 million. It's so funny, dude. He, like, th this is such a hilarious take, man. What are, we what are we talking about? One and a half hours every day, four days a week for $50 million? That's insane. Like, what? What are you saying? Like, he's like, come on, it's not unfair. Like, yeah, no shit, bro. No fucking shit that's not unfair. What? I'm losing my mind. He's getting 50-50 million over the course of four years, $12.5 million a year. By that same metric, like the amount of hours I put in, what, what, what's my fucking worth then? A billion dollars? Like how much should I be making? What the fuck? Even getting paid $12.5 for six hours a week to bully trans people and teens who are working 40 hours a week for $350 a week. Yeah. Just remember that there is no God. There is no karmic justice. There is no meritocracy. And there is no justice in general. Okay. That statement in and of itself is proof of this. This motherfucker screams about like queer Starbucks workers wanting Starbucks to hire more fucking employees so they can like take care of the, the thousands of people that come in through the door faster. And he makes fun of them while he's doing this. That brings us to 13, reduction of fee from lost revenue or boycotts. Again, this is one of the points that Stephen really focused on. He says we're enforcers for big tech, that we're doing big tech bidding, that we're punishing content creators uh, if they run afoul of big tech. This is the main point of contention for Steven Crowder in his own words, which is pretty funny. It's incredibly offensive to have your friend and ally uh, in, in 10 years of fighting this fight uh, alongside one another coming up together say that you're not sufficiently conservative, say that you're, you're, I think he said in the video that we're worse than the left, that we're, that, we're, that we're not sufficiently at odds with big tech. Obviously that's ridiculous. You'll see that it's ridiculous as we go through this and I explain it. It's absurd on its face. We get content strikes all the time. We get demonetized all the time. We get shadow banned all the time, just like all conservatives do. That's just not true. Steven Crowder does get banned fairly regularly because he pushes boundaries that Ben Shapiro does not. But, like, Daily Wire does not get fucking banned. Maybe, like, sometimes Matt Walsh gets banned because he's literally saying, like, you should murder trans people or whatever. You know what I mean? But other than that, Daily Wire is not getting fucking banned regularly. They are the most popular outlet on Facebook, brother. What the fuck is he? He's just lying. And it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter because, like, there is this built-in attitude that has been successfully crafted by these fucking propagandists that the right is constantly under the oppressive thumb of big tech, which is all communists. That victimhood attitude is so permanent, so ever-present that you cannot go against it. People just, you can show them objectively that that's not true. You can say, Daily Wire is the most successful outlet on Facebook as far as media companies goes, like more successful than CNN. And people be like, nah, brother, that's not true. They, they deserve it. Even if it is true, they deserve it. They would be even bigger than that, actually, if they weren't being suppressed. It's bullshit. Made up. That's where the audience is. Now, Stephen might respond by saying, yes, but I don't make any money off of YouTube. I have been demonetized there. Uh, and that's a point that we'll talk about. Nevertheless, obviously, you and I and everyone else, when we go to YouTube to watch Steven Crowder, YouTube, though, still makes money off of us. And so in that way, Steven is still driving, he's still driving success for YouTube. It's unfortunate that YouTube has chosen to cut him out of participating in that success. In fact, in fact, I think YouTube is utterly wrong. The only time I've ever talked to the CEO of YouTube, it was to criticize her for her treatment of Steven Crowder. I, I didn't even talk to her about the Daily Wire. I had nothing to say uh, at that moment about Daily Wire. But at that time, they had demonetized Steven. Uh, and I used my one audience with one of the most powerful CEOs in the world uh, to tell her that what she was doing to Steven Crowder was absolutely unethical and wrong. This is so funny. So this is, I think, the funniest part of this video. Why? Because he says to Susan Wojcicki in the one interaction that they have, what you're doing to Steven Crowder is fucked up. This contract is the exact same thing that he told Susan Wojcicki was fucked up. Brother, how do you not understand that YouTube is a private company wants to make sure that, like, they are still monetizable, that they are not having, like, you know, sponsors fucking drop because one of their main prominent conservative voices is a racist fucking ass hat. 
you're doing the same thing in the contract. That is what is fucking hilarious about this. Steven says, all the left does is boycott our advertisers. So this just says to the left, your boycotts work and we'll enforce it for you. We will punish the content creator for you. But this isn't about punishing the content creator. This is about if the Daily Wire is going to leverage, I can't say, I can't stress it, probably a hundred million dollars by the time you have marketing and infrastructure costs, by the time you pay for all the legal compliance, all the technology that it takes to support Stephen Show and Stephen Show, even at the price that we offered for it, which he would have wanted much more, at least $100 million. Obviously, if the show makes dramatically less money, well, then Steven has to make less money because we're making less money. This part is hilarious. You're hiring Steven Crowder to be a racist person. You know, if your expectation is for him to be racist, and then as a consequence of that, he gets banned, you're going to dock his pay? You hired him to be racist. That's the funniest part about this. He's like, dog, you can't, like, you can't, you, you got to be like, marginally less racist like you got to figure out the racism dial and just like crank it down a little bit because if you get banned we will fuck you which i think is pretty funny uh, i made the comparison earlier it's like you know punishing is like docking steph curry for shooting three-pointers like that's what you hired him to do that's his job that's what he's supposed to do and now if he does it too well you're gonna fucking dock his pay that's crazy how does the money work well it works that two dollars come in you get your guaranteed dollar we get a dollar. What do we do? What do you do with your dollar? Well, you produce your show and you pay yourself. What do we do with our dollar? Well, we market your show, provide all the backend infrastructure. I said, if the next day, one of the dollars, the ad dollar goes away, now what happens? Should it be that you said something on your show that caused that $1 to go away? Now you keep your $1 and we make zero? I said, that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, obviously, you would have to lose a little and we would have to lose a little. I said, we're trying to sort of emulate the idea of a joint venture. And Steven said, no, you should lose all the money. It's your business. Yeah, he's like, I want a racism clause. That's it. That's literally it. He's like, dude, you're hiring me to do racism. I want a fucking racism clause. This is a very important point. Steven, again, I think the most entertaining uh, talented person in the conservative movement, has created a very successful content generation company, a very successful production company. But Stevens never had to create the company that actually distributes, markets, and monetizes all of that content. You know, he talks in his video about being one of the only true independent conservative voices. And I find that incredibly offensive. You know, Stephen, the whole time I've known him, has worked for someone else has been paid by someone else. That doesn't mean other people tell him what to say. But he's not exactly a self-made man. That, that's not true. He he was paid by PJTV when I met him, which was owned by a billionaire at the time. Ooh! Cook him! Cook his ass, motherfucker! Cook his ass! Ooh! He said other billionaires have been paying his fucking salary. Now it's our turn to fucking pay his billionaire-ass salary. Then he was paid by The Blaze, which was subsidized by a billionaire. By the way, this literally proves every single, oh my God, I didn't see this part. This proves every single thing I've been saying. All of these right-wing institutions are funded by billionaires who see an endless amount of value in maintaining conservative, agitative propaganda. Ha! Every single time they talk about George Soros, they are fucking projecting. He just came out and admitted it. Fuck! I'm not suggesting that he wasn't driving va uh, value. He was. I'm only saying he didn't have to build all of that. He didn't have to think about it. And he didn't necessarily have to be profitable. And he doesn't know for a fact that he was profitable. This is also true. Oh my God. Oh my God. Thank you, Mr. Boring. This is the least boring thing you've ever said. Oh, I love this. I love this so much. It's literally proving every single thing I've been saying. I will go back to this video in future, in the future. Whenever someone says, Hassan, you have no proof that like right-wing media operations don't have to be uh, uh, profitable and that they are subsidized by billionaires who value their racial agitative propaganda. This, this, there you go. It is depressing. It's so depressing. But also, it just kind of feels good that I was right. I just, I'm sorry. I, I know, I don't want to think about how fucking depressing that is. I don't want to think about what that says about, like, our our current mode of existence. I don't want to think about how aggressively astroturfed uh, right-wing propaganda is. But also, like, I mean, that is very sad. That is sad. It just, let's not think about that. Let's just think about how fucking good it is that I was right, okay? I, that's what I want to think about. I don't want to think about the other side of this and what, what that says. Imagine fucking glazing someone this hard who spat in your face after you offered them essentially a no-show job worth 50 million. I think they're killing him with kindness here. They, they are, unironically, in my opinion, 
dookieing all over Steven Crowder. Like, I know that the right always cares about like who does the racism the best more than anything else. So like, it's hard. Like the right doesn't have the same issues that the left has with like, oh, that guy's a grifter. He's like fake. He's not, uh, you know, my my spice of uh, Marxist Leninist or whatever, right? But this is something that is so beyond the pale that I do think that people that see this video or people that hear about Steven Crowder turning down 50 million are going to just hear that number and go, oh, fuck that guy. Conservative media has always fallen in line to support other people succeeding so as to not rile up each other's fans. Yeah, but I think him glazing him in this circumstance is to show how fucking silly and insane Steven Crowder is. It won't end his career, don't misunderstand me. Pedophilia does not end the careers of right-wing uh, media people or right-wing politicians. This kind of kindness is deliberate. He's not dick-riding Steven Crowder. He's actually effectively shitting on him by saying, we love you, look how much we offered you, and look how much of a petulant little fucking baby you are. Yeah, this is, KO Fishy's correct. My guy just said, bless your heart in an hour-long YouTube video. Yeah. When you, if the content simply cannot appear and therefore cannot not only be used for marketing, cannot be used to grow the brand, also can't be monetized, well, we can't pay him the same as if it was. If you're making 25% of your money on YouTube uh, and now YouTube is permanently gone, we you can't make that money anymore. It's not punishment. And this is really what it comes down to. S Steven's philosophy seems to be, I deserve to be paid millions and millions and millions of dollars whether my show drives the revenue or not. That's not a business relationship. That, he's not looking for a business relationship. He's looking for a benefactor. Yep, and, and that is the funniest part about this story, which is that he is looking for a benefactor because he's used to having benefactors, which is because every single right-wing outlet is sponsored by benefactors. That's why. That's why he's, that's his expectation. Unlike this show, which is sponsored by you, the people sponsoring me at the top of the hour when there's a three-minute You say, well, it's the same in the end anyway, because you're still telling him, if you say something YouTube doesn't like, we're taking away your money. Well, no, if, if YouTube would be the one taking away the money. We're just saying that we can't bear the entire brunt of that. But it's even, I think what Stephen's uh, suggesting here is kind of even more disingenuous than that, because I actually kind of came up with this whole concept by watching Stephen Crowder. I mean, I mentioned it before, Stephen created this idea of piss off YouTube segment at Mug Club. And I saw it and thought it was genius. Yeah, it's genius. Like, as in, how can we get super racist with it? Um, it's genius because it's like opening up another funding mechanism. Every time he gets banned, he makes money. If you recognize that, because that is what this is, okay? For those of you who don't understand, let me tell you what is going on. Let me read between the lines for you real quick. He paywalls racism. Because every time he gets banned, he can then, you know, he gets media coverage over his ban. And then he can, like, move people to uh, a, a more sustainable form of revenue, the mug club, right? That is literally a part of his funding mechanism. That's how he makes money. So now these guys are hiring him because that's brilliant and genius, like, doing uh, racist content expressly so you can, explicitly so you can get banned, so you can generate more revenue elsewhere. And then they say, but we're going to shut off your fucking, uh, we're going to shut off your, your uh, money funds. That's it. You, you're, you're recognizing the brilliance behind his, uh, uh, his, his ways of generating more revenue by becoming increasingly more racist. So he definitely gets banned. And then you're saying, we're going to not give you money if you get banned. It's the racism clause. YouTube is the vast, overwhelming majority of Stephen's audience. And he can go on there. And he can be risque and he can, he can do what he wants to do, but he, but he can be calculated too. And he can say, there are some things that I simply- Oh my God. He literally said, use dog whistles to drive the audience. Oh my God. Calculate your racism. <coughs> Why are they saying it openly? Jesus fucking Christ. He's saying, dude, dude, dial back the racism. Just don't get banned, you fucking idiot. Oh my God. He's admitting everything. Did they think no one was going to see this? What is happening? Why did they why did they release this as is? Because these bastards hate free speech. For those things, come over to Mug Club and become a subscriber. And then for 30 minutes a day at the Blaze, he could say whatever he wanted. And I thought that was a genius thing. And I implemented it at Daily Wire because I was inspired by Steven, who again, very talented guy, very smart guy. Just saying Steven Crowder was very talented at racism, which is why we wanted to hire him. But you know, you should dial the racism back.
Because if it get banned, then you limit your reach, and that's pissing us off. You have to be right if you're going to burn one of your friends the way that Stephen burned us. And Stephen is wrong. I am not an enforcer for big tech. I am trying to maximize the reach and revenue of my hosts and my company. Because no company spends more money than the Daily Wire directly marketing its talent. We spend tens of millions of dollars every year helping our talent grow marketing our talent with real dollars. We spend tens of millions more building technology, tens of millions more on staff and support. What are they building, like technology to be like a new type of blackface? Like what is the technology that they're building? We spent tens of millions of dollars a year on a new type of blackface, okay? We go in, like Indiana Jones, to ancient ruins to find antiquated racial terminology from a time that predates writing. Okay, we go in and look at hieroglyphics and cave paintings to figure out new ways of being racist. And you are out here undermining that effort, Stephen. That's fucked up. We're out here, we have a cryptid division, you know? That is not a day's work. That is a generation's work. I feel like Crowder really threw us under the bus and cheapened that and discredited all of it. It's so fucked up that Stephen Crowder is undermining generational work like finding new slurs against like a queer Starbucks barista. You know what I mean? Like how can I make the minimum wage employee who is like about to kill themselves from all of the work that they have to put on every goddamn day of their lives, how can I make that person be the villain of the story? You know how much R&D that requires, dude? Steven likes to say, I'm only on the air because of Mug Club. But Steven couldn't tell me how many subscribers he had. I said, how many subscribers do you have at the place? He, he said, I don't know. They don't tell me. And I'm Ooh, sure- read him to filth, queen. Let's go. Steven implied that he not only didn't like this $12.5 million a year number that I offered him, but that he thought it should be closer to $30 million a year. That's $120 million over four years just for Steven's show. I would still have to spend those tens of millions of dollars uh, every year that I told you about on things like marketing and infrastructure and technology. Bro, what planet? What fucking planet? There's no fucking shot. <clears throat> Steven Crowder is generating anywhere near that much money, that much revenue. There, I'm sorry. I don't believe it, but I also simultaneously don't want to believe it, okay? Society has fucking collapsed. If Steven Crowder as a media entity is generating $30 million a fucking year on his own when he's getting literally a fraction of the views I'm getting. What the fuck is happening, dude? First of all, it's hilarious that he doesn't know how many fucking Mug Club subscribers he has, which I think he was just lying. And the reason why he was lying is because he's just very stupid. And because if he did have that kind of, if he did have like 350,000 subscribers of Mug Club, he would show it. You know what I mean? You're thinking of this as these right-wing talking heads Make money as a media property. You need to think of this as a political campaign paying uh, for TV ads. They aren't intended to make money. They are there to affect political outcomes. This is just an expense for the right-wing billionaires, just like an expense for a lobbyist or something. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And they do get that ROI because how else are you going to get people to have such, maintain such genuine disdain for the working poor uh, without uh, a steady flow of racial agitprop that is like, making sure that your focus is on all of these like idiotic fucking nonsensical battles that no one should be fighting. It's correct. That's why they pay that kind of money, but it's still unimaginable. Mike, what I'm trying to say is I know all of that. I already mentioned all of that. I still don't think it's worth. It just like doesn't make sense. It literally does not make that so much. So I called him up. I said, hey, we're not going to send a follow-up offer. I want you to hear it directly from me, not from lawyers and agents. I said, but the kind of deal you're looking for is not the kind of deal that we can make. He was super gracious, uh, appreciative, kind. We agreed to continue forward as we always had as friends. And we went our separate ways. And months went by. October goes by. November goes by. December goes by. And then a week ago in January, Stephen called me. And he said, hey, man, uh, I can't unsee this contract that you sent me. And I said, well, it's not a contract. It's a non-binding term sheet. It's a conversation starter, but okay. And he told me his perspective on it, that we were not paying him what he's worth. What? He kept it for this long? What is happening? I can't go into the details. I know what it's like when you get a fuck you contract. I've had to deal with that. It is genuinely depressing when you're like, dude, I'm generating so much fucking value and so much revenue for this fucking company. And they're like, like openly telling me, suck my dick. And I've experienced that many times over, both at the Young Turks and also on Twitch. But like, 
that, what he is, like, the, his reaction to what we just saw is insane. How much does he think he's worth? Like, I genuinely don't understand that he held on for months and he took it to heart for months. Motherfucker said he wants $30 million a year, dude. Anyway, all right, we're done with this. This part is boring. I want to see. So, Stephen Crowder is valued at $12.5 million a year, more than Anderson Cooper makes at CNN. All while Crowder pretends oil uh, to rail against the elites, yet supports every conservative deposit that keeps him rich and everyone else poor. Yeah, that's like basically the fucking grossest part about this is that like everybody always fucking hyper focuses on like Hassan, you're you're rich. Hassan, you're fucking rich. You're a rich commie. How dare you fucking act like you care about the working class? Motherfucker, I never said I'm not, number one. And two, I'm still fucking advocating for the working class, jackass. Would you rather me prefer? Would you rather prefer if I was rich and did what Steven Crowder does, which is find new scientific ways of making poor people kill themselves? Is that what you want? Is the left community too lazy to communicate, stand for, and promote their ideals, or is it more or less opportunistic and therefore less popular area? No, man. It's because, and this is this is it. This is the number one reason. And I said this earlier, and I will repeat it one more time. I hope this gets through a lot of people's dense fucking skulls. If you are a real leftist, you are shitting on power. Under capitalism, you are shitting on accumulated wealth. Why the fuck would anybody from that position of power turn around and be like, let me fund the fucking guy who's shitting on me and wants me to not have the same profit margins I have year over year? The main difference is leftists have to self-fund. Leftists have to have community support, grassroots support, because no fucking corporation. Walmart's not going to give me a, a $12 million a year contract so I can turn around and be like, Walmart is the biggest fucking welfare queen of all. The fact that they are relying on uh, you know, the government to subsidize how poor they keep their own fucking workforces. They exploit them to the fucking core is, is insane. And when you say you work for Amazon as a goddamn own, you fail to recognize that I generate more value for Amazon and they don't fucking curb my editorial control. Amazon didn't give me fucking 12 and a half million dollars for four hours of work. I generate this revenue myself. You think this is the same? I stream eight hours a fucking day, seven days a motherfucking week. I have two podcasts on top of that. These guys expect $30 million for four hours of work a week, dude. Are you fucking insane?